This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things Black business and related news, strategy, and events. Black Wall Street Today is brought to you by Black Brand, Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce. Now, here on Black Wall Street Today, we are constantly interviewing the most hardworking, sharpest, and most innovative black business owners in the Hampton Roads area. And today is absolutely no different. Today with us, we have Larry Pendleton, CPA. Now, Larry is not only a CPA, but also a real estate investor. His mission is to help people achieve financial abundance through real estate investing and tax strategizing. Tune in because I know that some of you folks are going to need some advice on that. Now, he's been a CPA for over nine years with over a decade of experience in tax consultation and preparation cost segregation studies, accreditor investor validation, accounting, auditing, and bookkeeping. Now, Larry's team consists of five tax and accounting professionals servicing 200 professionals in real estate across the United States. He brings over seven years of real estate experience in buy and hold multi and single family housing, Corporate housing, short-term rentals, new constructions, and flips. He has stakes in various syndications and joint ventures across the United States, overseeing 11 cash-flowing properties consisting of over 57 doors and two plots of land for new construction. For those out there who are not savvy with real estate terminology, 57 doors means 57 different units. Now, Larry brings value to these groups with tax strategy, capital raising, investor relations, and underwriting. Most importantly, Larry is married to his beautiful wife, Whitney, and is the proud father of their two handsome sons, Wesley and Larry the Third, which would make my guest today Larry the Second, correct? Yes, sir. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Larry Pendleton Jr. I think this is my first time using the Jr. in your name. I was unaware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, not too many people realize that um, I used to be called Little Larry a uh, long, long time ago until <laughs> I grew up uh, bigger than Big Larry. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm certain nobody calls you Little Larry today. <laughs> so, that's a lot. I gave you an introduction, but uh, introduce yourself to the people as well. Tell us what kind of brought you into the world of both accounting and real estate. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, Brian. Thank you again for having me on. Um, always grateful to support Black Brand and what you all are doing. Um, I'm born and raised out of Norfolk, uh, went to Booger T, um, and then uh, decided to stay somewhere local, uh, got my undergrad at Women Mary, um, and then my, uh, my, my, gra- uh, my master's from, from Liberty University. Uh, didn't really find a, a reason to, to move, move anywhere else. Um, all of my friends and family and people that I wanted to help support are here, so decided to, to stick around and kind of build uh, uh, build PC Financial Services and CP Realty with my, my good friend and my partner, uh, Terrion Connors, who's a Class A contractor, who's also uh, born and raised in Norfolk, Booker T grad, and William Mary as well. So 
uh, that's kind of a, a deeper background on, on that aspect of it. And the reason why I kind of got into accounting in the first place is uh, really is to help support my dad uh, with his business ventures. Um, but then kind of saw there was a, a bigger need um, of people just needing the, the education around um how to do accounting, how to use the tax code to your benefit, um, and kind of do what the do, do what the wealthy do. Now, we're going to get into a little bit of doing what the wealthy do, using the tax code to your benefit. Uh, but you did mention that you're born and raised right here, went to Booker T High School and all that, and you didn't really see a reason to leave. A lot of people feel like um, even though they were raised and educated here in Hampton Roads, that they have to leave Hampton Roads to go after the money. You did not see that same necessity. Can you tell us what you're seeing in Hampton Roads that perhaps they're not seeing? Well, if you move anywhere where there's more money, the the other, the other end of it is that there's a higher cost of living. Mm. Um, so that's part of it was like, hey, yeah, I can make more money in D.C., New York, whatever. But it's like, like but I'll be <laughs> living in the closet <laughs> for, the, for the most part. Um, but, I mean, this area, um, I mean, obviously, is really close to me. Um, and just kind of seeing all the different changes, especially now uh, with the with the housing uh demographic that's changing and a lot of the the the, the public housing being torn down is like okay i have a, a duty to kind of take what i learned um from from others who live elsewhere and kind of how do i bring that here um and, and try to support where i can love that and you are a huge supporter in the hampton roads area uh, especially a huge supporter of black businesses but before we jump into that Let's talk about something that we all need to have a conversation about, and that is taxes. From single folks out there listening to the students who are tuned in to the families that may be riding to church or back from church this morning. Let's talk about how to partner with the government and save on our taxes, because this seems to be a topic that a lot of us want to run away from. What should we do to be able to embrace this and maybe ease our anxieties about taxes? Because it seems like something that's too big and complex and unknowable. It's, it's definitely a mindset shift that's needed. Uh, I tell anytime I have a consultation with anyone, a, a, a lot of what people say is like, why well, don't teach this in school? Um, I mean, really is due to the fact that they know most of the people that are coming out of school are going to be employees. But the aspect of the tax code itself is really a incentive plan mm. to to have the masses move a certain way. If you want people to buy homes, you give a deduction for this. You want people to invest over here, you provide a tax credit for that. So it's like either one way or another, we're all partners, but the government is just how are you leveraging that partnership to your benefit? Mm. Um, because they're going to collect theirs, um, as people know, who are W two employees, or even or people who are um, uh, entrepreneurs as well. Like the government's going to uh, make their money off of what what you produce, uh, whether it's just from your paycheck or you're providing a service or a need for the masses. Um, and even if you don't pay taxes, like they got benefit. Even if even if you don't pay tax on our real estate. 
they know they're going to get taxes, real estate taxes off of what we're paying there. They're going to get the taxes that the people that are, that are living there are, are going to be paying from, from their jobs and all yep. that. So they know that the economy is, is growing when they provide um, tax incentives uh to entrepreneurs and investors. It's just very limited opportunities for W-2 employees. So if I'm a W-2 employee and I own no property and I also am not in the stock market at all, my net worth is my paycheck that comes in every two weeks. Do I need to go see a CPA about tax accounting? Is he or she going to be able to help me? Or is that more for people who have some assets and other things going on and I could just jump right to a free software online to do mine. If you're doing if you're just just kind of selling into your W2 like yes, you don't really need to go to um a, a tax advisor or a CPA or an enrolled agent like you're most likely fine with with a, with a TurboTax or going to to Liberty Tax or H&R Block um, if, if you just don't want to just do it yourself and I know the government is also looking into finding ways to do and like basic free tax returns uh, themselves. Like the technology is still getting worked on. So we'll see in the future what, what that comes out to be. But um, it's, even though that may be the route you want, but you're somewhat pick, taking the passive role of, okay, how are you going to be taxed? But like, so you may want to meet with someone uh, or get with a program where like they're offering free information free services so that you can start to structure your life differently so that you can, um, find that financial freedom for yourself. So who is it that should be going to a CPA uh, to, or a tax specialist for their to execute on their taxes? Is this families who own property or is this entrepreneurs? At what level should we say, okay, I actually need to bring in a specialist to help walk me through this? I would say anyone, like both, like if you have properties or if you, um, or you're running a business, uh, it's, I mean, it's, I don't understand people trying to save as much as they can, but it's like, you may not need to bring a person in full time. It's just, hey, I just need a big oversight of what I need to go going forward. So mm. you can customize the type of consulting and service that you get from an enrolled agent or CPA uh, based on where you're at. So whether you have just one property or you just have your startup and you're just now getting things going. But if, if you don't fully understand how you're going to be taxed off the income you're going to be making off these off these side off these side hustles, then you need to uh, kind of work with someone to, to kind of at least like show you like what to expect and then you can determine from there if you need need the additional support going forward. Well, speaking of additional support, I'm sure at the end of this interview, there's going to be a slew of listeners uh, who want to speak directly to you about their taxes. What's the best way for someone to reach out to you or to schedule an exploratory consultation to see if they even need to go further? Yeah, I mean, I'm on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, Larry Pill and the CPA is, is right, I pop up quite uh, quite frequently. If you look there, um, also have you can reach me on my email uh, info at pcfsva.com. Uh, me or one one member of my team will get get back to you, and we can schedule a, a intro meeting, uh, which are which are free, or a consultation session uh, to to kind of walk through your your documents and see what's the next approach, the best route for you to take from there. So, for those listening, that was info at pcfs. 
VA.com. So that's like PC Financial Services and then a Virginia at the end. Info at PCFSVA.com. Now, there is a huge cloud of anxiety uh, on our community when it comes to even getting into this world, even navigating the world of taxes. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that that persists as a community who is constantly paying into the tax, um, to the tax code? Why do you think uh, there is a gap in us embracing how the tax code can benefit us? There is just a lack of uh, education on the topic itself. Like I said, we talked about it's it very limited um, unless you're actually taking <laughs> accounting and tax courses in college. It's unless you know someone in your family or have a family friend or that's something that's talked about at the dinner table quite a bit. Um, as we grow older, the, the less and less we know of something, the more fear that comes from it. We just know mm. that, hey, if I don't pay, I may end up in jail. And that's something that people always tell me. It's like, well, it, uh, it doesn't really get to that extent unless <laughs> unless you're doing something rather fraudulent or you're just not uh, paying taxes at all for an extended period of time. Um, I, I, but the more and more we talk about it, the more we get comfortable with it and understand like, where these opportunities to, to, to mitigate our tax liabilities uh, with, with the IRS and with the states as well. Now, you said that you got into this field to support your father's business. So I'm imagining that this kind of conversation was happening at your dinner table? Uh, not really. I was just aware growing up of accounting. I didn't know about taxes and all that. I just knew that it had to be paid. And so it was like, it was even limited. I was always curious about it. And then kind of getting more into the schooling side of it and then uh, getting into the real world, start starting to see, okay, here's what people who are, who you hear about whoever that's paying no taxes and, and they making all this money is okay. Here's why. So like okay that 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 lack of understanding and knowing back when like I said my early teenage years and kind of kept kept that curiosity kind of led to finally seeing like what the wealthy is actually doing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of entrepreneurs who need tax planning, um a lot of our listenership here is entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. So if I'm with my, you know, mom and pop lemonade stand and we're bringing in $20,000 a year and we're just starting to get things rolling, what type of things should I be considering tax-wise? Or is that even a question that can be answered generally? Does it have to be very specific to every individual? Or are there some things that most entrepreneurs should be looking at tax-wise? Well, it all depends on the type of income that you're making. Like, if you run the lemonade stand, you have active income. You have, if you're just working on your stocks and bonds, that's portfolio income. And then if you have real estate, that's passive income. That's just kind of the three example buckets. But a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, kind of fall into that active income. Um, they're providing a good or service uh, to to the masses, and um, and they can be taxed the worst out of anyone because they're subject to additional self-employment taxes. Mm. And that's just the government ensuring that everyone's putting, like, are helping funding the Social Security and Medicare uh, buckets. People are really used to seeing it on their W-2s when you got your FICA taxes. It's the same tax. It's just you're now fully responsible. You're not splitting that with your employer Mm. uh, anymore. So you have to be somewhere aware of that. Okay, the money that you're making, you can either 
put some on the side to help a, a, address those taxes going forward because that's where you get to 50, 60% of your income being taxed. Uh, or you can uh, reinvest those funds back into your business or back into uh, or get your family involved in the business in the way like they're doing they're doing services that require a W two or ten ninety nine or uh, whatever reasonable amount of compensation uh, that's that's needed there. So you're you're having to um, think differently of just I'm just running this business and I'm spending this money outside the business. Okay, like. All right, if you're going to do that, then you need to make sure you have some money set aside and then working with your financial uh, advisory team and whoever that consists of to to help um, to help plan it out for you. So, unfortunately, we live in a time where uh, a significant portion of people are getting their business and business tax advice from TikTok. Um, it's a it's a popular place to get information on really any topic that would be discussed in society. So because of this, there's lots of misinformation being driven into into the, our community. Um, when it comes to entrepreneurs paying themselves, do they have to pay payroll taxes on that? Is there any way that they can pay themselves and maybe circumvent that, take a guaranteed draw from the company or anything else? Or are the people out there spouting that just really going to get us all in trouble? <laughs> well, I would say I don't mind like TikTok and Instagram and all the other videos that are out there. Like as I tell people and I'll, I'll tell people as I tell my, my, my mentees this as well, like, that's something that we're going to have to battle going forward because they're just spouting out information that may have worked for them. And we, no one knows unless you actually open up their books, but does it apply to you? Now, if you're just running your business by yourself and, um, uh, you don't have any partners and you're just starting, like you don't, you're, you're really like, you can't pay yourself because you have just a disregard entity or you're just a sole proprietor, which basically means the government is not recognizing your business as a separate entity that can that can pay payroll. Mm. Um, so so why go through that whole process of doing payroll and doing the cost associated with running payroll where, okay, if you're just just running your business yourself, you're most likely just taking distributions from the company. That's not deductions that you can take, um, which would have been taxed at whatever uh, uh, withholdings and payroll payroll taxes that you want to include anyway. So, like, there's additional costs associated with, okay, instead of just worry about running payroll, like, just run your business. Like, focus on making your business profitable and reinvesting those funds back into your business if you're trying to just save on taxes from your business. Mm. But it becomes a bit counterintuitive because you want to show a profitable business if you want to get additional funding and stuff. So, just having a whole bunch of write-offs or taking a whole bunch of money out and claiming it as payroll doesn't really uh, help you in that in that in that in, in, in that front. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about uh, some of those deductions and such. Uh, there's also a myth within our community that you should be showing a loss from your business, so that way you can get uh, a tax refund. <laughs> um, can you explain maybe where that myth started and if that is really the way to go? Yeah, so the whole refund aspect of it is, I mean, people overpay on their withholdings from their W-2s or they have children uh, or they qualify for earned income tax credits. So they have enough tax payments or credits throughout the year that potentially may give them a refund. 
but they may get a loss from their business to drive down their taxable income, which may increase their uh, increase their, their their refund. So there there is possible in this in this. And businesses show losses. Like there's there's nothing wrong about showing losses, but you are required if you're going to be running a business, you should be trying to run a profitable business. If you're just showing loss year after year after year after year, the government could come in questioning and see, okay, are you really running a business or you're just just trying to find a tax shelter and they're just going to classify as a hobby and you'll just lose your losses and deal with penalties and stuff after that. Mm. So like there's and and there's peaks and, and values in all businesses so there's there's not there, no one's saying you're going to be profitable every year but the government recognized that most startups probably have a loss year one um so like that's but to continually have that on an ongoing basis you're putting yourself at risk to being audited and having to prove all these expenses and that you're actually trying to run a profitable business and and unless that's worth it and I tell people it's not you're more you're more likely you're best off just finding other ways to find deductions and credits to help offset your income instead of trying to have this huge loss in the business. Now, the finding things to offset, that's a conversation that we would be having with our tax professional or with our CPA? Yes. Yeah. So like, you, you, if you're running a lemonade stand, obviously, okay, do you want to prepay for more lemons <laughs> before, the, before the year ends? Um, and this is where this time of year, uh, we're, we're in August now, and people, most some people are still filing their extensions. But this is where you can start to start to strategize. Okay, how is the rest of the year is going to look, and what do I need to do to help offset my potential uh, tax liability? Because you can actually can't figure out what your tax bill can be before the year has ended. Mm. Um, it's just do you have your books in order? Do you have your numbers in, in, in all in place? And then uh, getting with the right people to, to run those numbers and see. Okay, here's what it's going to be in order to stop this or mitigate it. Okay, you need to start to kind of invest this way, or put some money towards uh, uh, this retirement account, or or invest this in equipment for your business and, and grow from there. So, because this is Black Wall Street today, uh, let's take a moment to address the entrepreneurs. If we're selling a product or service, uh, whether it's my hypothetical lemonade stand or someone who is out doing braids for like $250 a head. Mm. Uh, what type of things should we be considering with taxes? How how big of a percentage of what we are bringing in should we put to the side and expect to pay here in Virginia for our goods and services? Depending on where you are, I'll tell people at least 30%. And that's just to kind of get the conversation started. Can we mitigate that depending on if we're doing estimated tax payments throughout the year to help mitigate that blow? Or are you able to invest in real estate and generate losses from your real estate to help offset your your income? Uh, We can do that route as well. Or if you... If you or if you're having your W two as well as your <laughs> well as your side hustle, all right, could the, the withholdings from your W two help mitigate the income that you're making from uh, your uh, uh, from your business? Because that may reduce your refund. But the goal really isn't to get a large refund. The goal is to make sure you're not overpaying in taxes um, throughout the year, or for the for the for the uh, uh, not overpaying income tax, I should say, uh, for the year. So. There's like there's there's stuff that we that you want to make sure you're talking with your with the right advisor about um, that knows your industry and know what your where your future goals are and where you're trying to get to. So just for clarity, if we're out here making money from our side hustle or our business, 
we should be putting aside $30 of every $100 we make for taxes and then have a conversation with our tax professional or CPA to see if we can kind of drive that number down and keep some of what we put to the side. Right, because it's always going to be... It's, it's 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 never a set and forget it. Like the thirty percent is just a starting conversation, but things involve business drop. Okay, one quarter you did great, other quarter you may have done may have done well. Okay, you may have fell off, but okay, once you net it out, okay, it may not be that thirty percent anymore. Maybe drop it down to twenty uh, twenty fifteen percent. But it's constant keeping up with the book so that okay, let's see where we are with the thirty percent. It may end up being more by the time we got to the end of the year. But at least we, you're, you're not completely blindsided by what your tax bill would be. 100%. Now, I know that asking a CPA how much should our CPAs be charging us is like asking us how much does a lawyer cost? It could be anywhere <laughs> from $200 an hour to $2,000 an hour. Mm-hmm. But for the folks who are sitting under the six-figure line, who have small businesses that they're still trying to get up and running where every penny counts, uh, around what range should we be looking at to bring in a CPA to kind of talk us through our business finances and our taxes? Just a a general range for a good CPA in Hampton Roads. If if you're just looking for someone for just the consultation aspect, of it like you just like they're not doing your taxes you're just really just needing someone to kind of talk through um i mean it can it can in this area i've seen it range between 200 and 500 dollars an hour gotcha and and is that an investment because really you should be able to walk away from that meeting with more in deductions than you what you or more in tax savings i should say than what you actually paid for in that meeting so, 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 yeah. That if you're looking for just a consultation on an hourly basis, to that's that's what you're kind of looking for from there. And you try and max out as much as you can without having to come back for another meeting um, to to recap what you've <laughs> what you've already went through. So, just to make sure I'm clear, when. I, as a business owner, am meeting with a CPA to help me through my uh, through my business taxes. I should be looking to make more in tax savings than I am paying him for showing me how to do this. Yeah, that's that's the general premise. That's that's the that's the value that um, that CPAs and role agents are bringing to the table. And it's like, okay, because really if you're paying as much in taxes as you are or you're not getting any deductions or your total tax savings is the same amount that your cost of working with a tax advisor is, then it just becomes break even as the frustration aspect of it. So mm. so it's, it's, it's a huge responsibility for us as CPAs and rural agents to make sure we're, we're providing that huge value so people can see, like, okay, if I did not talk to this person, I did not receive this much in actual tax savings. Now, does that lead to a refund? No, I'm make sure that doesn't <laughs> – tax savings don't mean refunds. It's just that your total tax liability is reduced um, tremendously because of those conversations and consulting that, you, that you're having. So if you are out there and you need this type of consulting, if you realize that you don't know the best ways to reduce your taxable income or to see savings on your taxes, then you can head to your email and email this address, info at PC 
fsva.com. Larry or one of his associates will respond to that email and you can be set up with your initial consultation uh, to see exactly how PC Financial Services can benefit you. Larry, I'd like you, I'd like to thank you for coming on the program today and I'd like to give you an opportunity to leave the people with some last words. It, uh, and there's nothing wrong about being an employee. Like I said you do what you got to do to take care of yourself, take care of your family. But when it comes to taxes, the tax code was made for entrepreneurs and investors, uh, especially investors in, in real estate, uh, uh, energy, uh, oil and gas, um, uh, food, water. Like that's what the tax code is made for. So it's not about being upset about how the system is unless it's going to be a, a, a complete upgrade of the system which is not happening anytime soon uh, you have to understand like that's the rules of the game like you want to take advantage of these benefits you have to operate differently that means starting a business uh, buying some real estate investing into uh, 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 oil and gas uh, syndication or whatever uh, long as you're getting the good information first and foremost it's a good investment and then it provides the tax savings that you're looking for. So that's why I like to tell people, like, just change your mindset on just understanding, like, how to truly benefit of it instead of worrying about um, what others are benefiting how you're in and how we are not not seeing those same benefits because we're not operating as what the what the wealthy is doing. That is what the wealthy is doing. They are reinvesting those funds that benefits them, benefits the masses, and the government rewards them with tax credits and uh, tax deductions. Mind shift change. Wise words from a decent man. Now, if you're listening this morning and you know some incredible black business owners out there, or maybe you know some folks that want to become incredible black business owners, some aspiring entrepreneurs. Well, if you know either of these groups of people, it is your duty to send them to www.blackbrand.biz. That's www.blackbrand.biz. There, they'll be able to learn about all the programming that Black Brand has to offer in support of our current entrepreneurs and our aspiring entrepreneurs. And right now, you can get a 30-day free trial membership that will give you access to all our events that month absolutely free access so if you've been hearing this show here and there you've been wondering about joining as a member you're unsure in any way go to that website take advantage of our 30-day free trial and come on down to our programs and our events come say hi to us come meet not only the leadership here but come meet a network of like-minded individuals who are focused on growth stay with us online at black wall street today on facebook and black wall street today on instagram and then follow us on twitter as well at bws today we look forward to talking again next week have a wonderful week I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street.